I feel um, like the story is just I eats love your time. What do you mean? It just eats your time. You only have it's to post not... 10 to 15 a day for the algorithm. And then... <laughs> what eats your time what? To post or to consume other people's stories? And you like, don't it's... consume. You just I don't consume people's stories, no. Gross. Yeah. Because think about it. When's the last time you like saw someone's story and you can like remember what you saw? It's like fake act it's fake con- consumption. You're just well, like tap tap tap. Yeah, I see all the comedy shows I'm not on. <laughs> on <laughs> so, stories? Yeah. Yeah, no. Even if I'm booked, I'm like I'm not on that. I'm like at a show. I'm making money that night. You're you're on stage scrolling through Instagram stories with a mic in your hand. I'm like, this is a bummer. I'm a good comedian. (laughs) Why do they hate me? The audience is literally laughing. I think it was fine. I plan Who's on this new guy? the rest of my life. Um, his name is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We could talk about the dating app that we met on. What? Tinder. Nice. I don't have any, like, research on Tinder, though, but it is a piece of technology. That... Yeah. And this is related to the podcast. Yeah. Because which is, <laughs> it's a tech podcast, but, you know, some tech gets you sex. And I think it's good that we've commodified human beings to the mm. point where we're swiping on them like they are indeed a piece of content. I think it's good for humanity. Won't lead to men having extended fuckboy terms in their lives. Women too, I feel like. Yeah, women, yeah, definitely. When I talk with my girlfriends about like men, like we really don't treat them like people. You should. It's just a huge, right, because they deserve that. The men deserve it and the women are innocent victims. Exactly. everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like um, Harriet Fraud would always say, if you get beat up all the time and you get like abused and punched over and over again, and then one day someone walks over to you and pokes you, you're gonna overreact, you know, like recoil or maybe even like lash out, even though it was just a poke, but it's because of all that history of abuse. So like women have been um, oppressed <laughs> for so long in society that yeah, now this we poke we're, is for my grandma. <laughs> we're overreacting a little bit, but like you gotta get you know like we, we maybe yeah. are um, being a little harsh in the way that we talk and treat men, but you know <laughs> there's a historical context, and I feel like it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's allowed. I think that we're entering an age of women are blameless. This podcast believes women. Yeah. Do you think if you saw a robot on Tinder, would you swipe left or right? Not like like a Japanese style sex robot. Like it's meant to look like a person. You're like, you could lease this for the night. I feel like out of duty to the podcast, I would swipe right. Yeah. Right right is yes. Do the research. I would swipe right and just like yeah, yeah spend the night Ugh, i'm afraid actually <laughs> not of the robot itself but just like of it the has idea it that been something's recording me. No. <laughs> something's like recording me how i got like, gonorrhea from a robot oh my God. <laughs> that's the next study that needs to come out like you know how everyone's freaking out like does covid live on surfaces yeah. a few years ago now it's gonna be like does gonorrhea live on surfaces people that have sex with robots will need to know do you think you would ever have sex with a robot? There's, I mean, there's a great Vice video. You know, they do hard-hitting journalism. And they did have uh-huh. a woman sleep with a, a robot. Okay. A, like a Japanese sex robot. Nice. And she was like, you know, her hair was all tussled. And she was like drinking a glass of wine, laying on the robot. I'm like, actually, it was kind of fun. The whole Vice <laughs> film crew is like... <laughs> Okay. (laughs) What does that look like? It doesn't look like a robot. It looks like a person. There hasn't been a lot of research done on sex robots at all, but you have that one. You uh, you have a couple journalists talking. There's a disproportionate amount of research being done (laughs) on sex robots than other kinds of robots. I just feel like whenever robots are in pop culture, it's always about sex robots. Yeah. um, But there's another robot that Mm. people are overlooking that. yes tell us there's well much more study i think i i'm really looking forward to the research to come out and and talk about what relationships are like like w- what kind of relationships men are having with their sex robots or women or mm. whatever i mean you should probably watch that vice video it seems like it's clearly a, like a success sexually for this 
woman unless she's like playing it up or something. I'm just but. curious, like, does the robot speak or is it? I guess you could. Yeah, they do speak. record anyone's voice into the yeah, robot. Yeah, it's like an Alexa. It's like you're fucking no. an Alexa. But an yeah. Alexa just. Alexa is programmed supposedly to Alexa, not. Alexa, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, harder. They're programmed to. Um, not accept like sexually explicit conversation, Boo. even though like uh, you know a significant percentage of users are definitely trying oh their Alexa. God. But yeah, the NSA agent on the other lines, like yeah, <laughs> <Whoa>. his eyes <laughs> pop. But yeah, what I but there is a lot of information about robots that are sent into retirement homes mm. and um they're meant to like replace caregivers in retirement homes especially in Japan where this was like really spearheaded by the government mm. and so we do have this some This is you're talking about Robear, right? Ro there's that... a bunch Robear is one of the robots that there's like they have a whole fleet of robots there to Amazing. take care of the elderly, but um, yeah, I have a wonderful article here for you all today. Yeah, so Japan's been developing robots for um to care for its elderly population. Yeah, for a for while, for like a couple decades, twenty years. Yeah, the, the government has like invested heavily, like millions of dollars. They put in like three hundred million dollars. There's subsidies private public partnerships mm. to kind of ease the care crisis as we know the japanese population is like aging rapidly sure. and the lower birth rates um make it for a very lopsided population and so there's just not going to be enough people to care for the elderly yeah and, in 2000 yeah. there were four working age adults for every person over 65 in japan and by 2050 those two groups will be about the same yeah, and so there's definitely a push on the part of the government. Like in 2007, there they had a plan for 2025. Like every Japanese family will have a husband, a wife. Of course, they're not gay. Um, and one daughter, one son, and a robot. Oh, where yeah. have I heard of this before? <laughs> so the robot's basically the dog in the nuclear family. Yeah, American dream. Yeah, it does. You don't have to pick up its poop, but you do have to reboot it from time to time yeah <laughs> it's kind of sad that like i mean obviously it's sad that in general as a, a global society living under global capitalism we don't really <clears throat> value our elderly population because they're not quote-unquote productive and like it's it's really normalized to like um, yeah kind of outsource care to the elderly whether it's your own parents or just like elders in the community right because like, yeah. what is community anymore um so we pay people to take care of our grandparents or we you know pay to put them in a home or maybe we buy robots to take care of them whatever and it kind of makes sense i guess because um you don't want to pay care workers higher wages yeah. to incentivize people to join that industry. No, we can just do it with robots. Of course. This article is so funny. It's an excerpt from the book, The Equality Machine, Harnessing Digital Technology for a Brighter, More Inclusive Future. It sounds <laughs> amazing. Equality. The machine Brightness. that creates equality. Yeah. <laughs> These are the robots in Japan. And so... This author is like talking about these robots like they're the best thing that's ever been created. I mean, listen to how this chapter starts out. For years, Japan has been the indisputable leader in robotics. If Tanzania's Olduvai Gorge is the cradle of humanity, Japan is the cradle of the humanoids. R.I.P. John <laughs> Magafoli. <laughs> the first humanoid robot was made in the 1970s. It, this is Well, it's not an article. It's a chapter in a book but it appears on this like techno optimistic or techno solutionist mm. um website called free the website Think. is run by futurists <laughs> yeah i love that word it's so yeah. funny <laughs> yes they're definitely they're optimistic about the future unlike everyone else there's a small yeah. percentage of people <laughs> um but really the equality machine this author definitely idealizes the japan's relationships with robots they say mm. 
It's noteworthy that the Japanese feel more comfortable with embracing robots as part of the family mm. that more than Westerners. Why is this the case? One explanation lies in Japan's religious groundings. Unlike the Judeo-Christian tradition, the Shinto religion, or way of life, comes with animist beliefs, ascribing mm. spirit and personality to inanimate objects. Okay, I, I know like we want to make fun of that because they're like, why is the Japanese culture so different? But yeah. like, there is some truth to that. I kind of agree with that. Um, but I think we're also overlooking like the more obvious culprit, which is that these robots are way cuter. Like in typical yeah. Japanese fashion, <laughs> these robots are literally like bug-eyed. Like they look like little cute bears. They look like yeah. little toys. Whereas like, you know, if you compare it to like our Boston Dynamic Atlas robot or like, what's that Saudi robot's name? Sophia. Mm-hmm. She looks like a, a psycho scary person. Oh, and, like, okay. These... So yeah, Japanese has been like, better at, at creating look at this. cute robots. Yeah. I would love to hug that one as well. I'm just yeah, not trying it, to hug. Its name is Hug. Oh, <laughs> I thought this is Robert. I would love to <laughs> hug this one. Aww. Robert, I think, was the first iteration. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like split off into Hug, Pepper, nice. I'll get into, and Paro. But I'll get into the three different robots that they've been using to take care of uh, elderly people. But one of the main reasons that the Japanese government is pouring millions of dollars into funding these robots specifically to take care of elderly people would be the other alternative to solve the quote-unquote care crisis Mm. is to just open their borders more and allow migrants in. True. And get labor from them. But the Japanese are notoriously extremely nationalist and racist and conservative and very anti-immigrant. So they're clearly like, well, let's just try this machine on wheels. Will anyone take care of my grandpa? (laughs) Anyone, anyone at all. And like, there's like a whole fence of people uh, yeah. right there, like trying to get in the country. Uh, yeah. Literally anyone. Okay, no one. Okay, let's make a robot. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening here. And they're all, I mean, they're already under so much pressure that they have been relaxing their borders specifically to take care of elderly people, specifically mm. for those jobs. Wow. But there is definitely like a sunny vision of what these robots are doing already. And then. In this chapter, he goes on to talk about, is it a he? It's Say uh, they to be safe. Orly. No, it's a woman. Orly. Orly. An Israeli? Probably. <laughs> it's just Pretty not, Israeli name. <laughs> what would this be in an Israeli accent? Um, Do it. The Japanese. No. <laughs> take two. Take two. I believe in you. <clears throat> Channel your daddy. The Japanese believe Westerners view robots with great suspicion. That's like he got French French. at the end. (laughs) I got French (laughs) with great suspicion. In one story, (laughs) as why is really an Israeli man? (laughs) I feel like most Israeli women like drop their voices. They're all most Israeli women have low voices. Or I don't know, I had an Israeli friend in college and like in her English, her English register was up here and then she'd be like, Shalom. (laughs) That's so funny. It's that draft. Yeah. So yeah, Astro Boy, which is a mango series where it's like a reverse Pinocchio, this boy tobio is run away he runs away and is killed in a car accident and his very sad father um takes his corpse and turns it into a you know a robot that has superpowers he can detect good and evil does it have the boy's like soul and personality uh a a little bit just better (laughs) better okay (laughs) no so he acts and talks like the boy yeah love that and he protects in one story he like protects vietnamese soldiers against bombing by the u.s forces nice a lot of roboticists in japan will like have a picture of astro boy in Mm. in their office and be like this is what we're working for we're we're Mm. we're gonna fight evil fight evil fight the americans (laughs) lovely astro boy probably wouldn't get as affected by name palm as the humans astro boy was like meant to be a companion to Mm. humans Mm. and rather than like the terminator and so some people like to make this to call attention to astro boy is like look the japanese they love the robots like the (laughs) 
I said that like the Italians love their pasta, the Japanese, the Japanese love their, their little, little mechanized boys. <laughs> but definitely uh, a big part of the push for robots is replacing migrant labor. Mm. That is one of the big, big motivations behind mm. getting all these care robots into these elderly facilities and so all right let's go through some of the robots that are in these homes so one you have the most famous one pepper the one i showed you earlier the very cute pepper it's a humanoid robot that's adorable then there's paro the robotic seal oh i love paro that one looks like a stuffed animal and it's meant to like simulate animal therapy so they can like reflect an emotion or good they so sing. when all of the seals are dead due to you know various oil spills over the next few decades we'll still have power. yes exactly and hug the lifting robot which kind of performs uh you know an important service i would say like picking up elderly people is a big part of the care operation totally. so how many pounds can hug handle <laughs> probably more than the strain of a person but what people discovered over and over was that the human caregivers would end up like tending to the robots more than they would interact with their patients mm. and for example pepper was like programmed to help the um to help the patients kind of do their daily exercises and he would show them exercises but they wouldn't do anything until the caregiver would stand right next to the robot and mm. do it <laughs> they're like okay this is interesting but what are we supposed yeah. to do <laughs> and then paro for paro like it didn't really have any measurable effects on people's emotional well-being. It didn't really help patients with dementia, like, or be less needy. So these, it's kind of still getting off the ground. They're working out the kinks. I guess you could say that, but well, there's a lot of kinks. Yeah. And there was one, there was one grandpa who, like, wanted to skin Paro. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so that's good. He's like, I wonder what kind of soup this robot will make. <laughs> a lot of these robots were like introduced, but quickly the patients would get bored with them. There wasn't like enough um, variation in their songs and sounds. Mm. Um, and a lot of the caregivers ended up kind of working for the robots mm. rather than working for the people and interacting with the people. And so a lot of time was being taken away mm. from human-to-human interactions. But, I mean, we could imagine a future where these, these robots are going to get good enough to, you know, be controlled a little bit by a really unskilled force. So there's like two possibilities for the future here. One, Japan accepts the care crisis is serious and they relax their borders and let migrant laborers in and just get over themselves. Mm. Or they continue to work with the robots even though it's going to be very expensive, it's going to re require that retirement homes consolidate and be able to afford these mm. machines that are thousands of dollars um and then they will still require labor mm. to upkeep these machines but that labor could be more unskilled they don't have to speak the japanese language you know they're just turning the machines on and off rolling them into rooms and doing very basic labor so they could they would still have to bring migrant laborers in but they would be paid less and be under way worse conditions so either japan relaxes its borders or either japan relaxes its borders and treats the migrants worse mm -hmm. <laughs> it's i mean maybe they let fewer people in but it, it doesn't seem like this is it's not going to replace the caregivers and it's it's not going to replace the people but, you know, we still don't really have or, any information from the sex robot user community. And maybe those those well, people are really sex with the elders. Yeah, that's so the important maybe they thing. Can share, maybe we can maybe the sex robots and the elder care robots can put their heads together to come up with a solution. Yeah, that's why they're so grumpy all the time. These old people, I think. And yeah, isn't 
I mean, in retirement homes, aren't people like getting really slutty and hooking up with all kinds? Of I this? bet it's like they're basically in a dorm, right? Yeah, they're basically like you know. Yeah, there's all these stories clicky. like uh, there's all these stories coming out about how STDs are like rampant in retirement homes, right? Really, yeah, so yeah. yeah, and bullying as well. It gets clicky in the cafeteria. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you think the two outcomes are Japan relaxes its borders or the robots get better? The robots get better, but you still need people to care for them. So right. the caregiving operation will just require such unskilled labor that they'll bring people in who don't necessarily need to learn the language. They can pay them less because they're doing more menial tasks and more tending to the machine. Mm. That's all. Have we considered a third option, which is the collapse of global capitalism in tandem with the inevitable rise of China, which causes people to have to spend less time at work. And so the people who are working, who were working, you know, 40 hour work weeks under capitalism now work 20 hour work weeks and they can take care of their own parents and grandparents. Mm. I, I think what ultimately will happen is just the robots still won't be good enough and they're going to need to import the labor. I just yeah. think that's going to happen eventually. Yeah, and then probably like domestic proven. tensions in Japan will get worse. And yeah, but the surveillance state now equipped with these trained robots will crack down. Yeah, so, and then this author kind of like, says briefly okay yeah the japanese population is aging and they don't want immigrants so they need to replace people with these machines what author the author of this chapter the equality machine mm. orly remember orly orly we're still with her harnessing digital technology for what's orly's last name orly global that's an ashkenazi jew <laughs> orly sounds sephardic though does orly come from or like light i guess so. i guess so i don't know let there be orly um sorry i wanted to read more of a free think chapter sorry i was confusing that it free think is the website but they published a chapter of a book nice the equality machine sick the equality machine of course robots make things equal i mean what's funny in this article is like it's going to make japanese society even more unequal yeah so it's just a case in point but if you use the word equal it's now good yeah yeah it's like a smart city smart one japanese robotics professor describes his dream of assigning robots to babies at the time of birth the assigned robot will grow and walk with the person throughout their life acting as a caretaker a friend a bodyguard and a historian the robot will record and memorize everything that the person experiences and will continue to care for them literally from cradle to grave really gonna put all these historians out of work <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, seems like, yeah, you're, you could come home and your parents are just going to like, uh, we're just going to download the yeah. day and see if you smoked weed. <laughs> like, That's funny. <laughs> that would be a nightmare for me. God damn it. Also, the European Union invested 103 million US dollars in research and development program called Robotics for Aging Well between mm -hmm. 2015 and 2020. The UK government also put 48 million US dollars into robots for adult social care. Uh, yeah. Japan is inspiring. Yeah. So that's an important thing I feel like I didn't mention. It's like the the impression around the world is that these robots are working in these elder care facilities in Japan. And then the EU is copying that. Mm. The US is trying to copy that. And they're like, hey, why don't we get robots to take care of our grandparents? Like, fuck them, you know? You mean like the impression is that they're successful? The impression yeah. is that they're successful when really they're, a lot of them, there's like, they're used in like 3% of facilities mm. and they go in and the closet And they're more like pretty... tools for the human caretakers than they are like caretakers themselves. Exactly. And a lot of times they're, like, used for a few weeks and then, like, put in storage, you know? Mm. And it's like, bye-bye, Pepper. Bye-bye, Paro. Sorry, some guy tried to take off your fur. <laughs> and then also, like, I feel like the program is being evaluated, as it should be, on, like, efficiency and cost, right? But there's another side of it, which is, like, is it good for the elders? Like, psychologically, yeah. like, emotionally, like, morally, like... 
is they you know you need human relationship to survive right obviously like the relationship with a caretaker is not going to be like the relationship you have with a friend mm-hmm. but it's still a human to human relationship and it's important for you know cognitive functioning and emotional health right and i think <clears throat> that's why the robot that was like the most successful was just like kind of fuzzy yeah, and it's not clear that it's better I mean, it's than really, an animal. I it's mean, just but, that it doesn't pee and poop. Uh, that's home. But it's right, so and nice. it listens to you, and you can shut it down. But also, it's like, how are we defining success, right? Like, are we just defining it along a cost-benefit analysis? Rather than, yeah, are the... Like, is it helping the elders? But then again, that's just not how. Yeah, it's like, did you test this granny with a cat? Yeah. And then with Paro, the seal, like, did we even the ask her what, Did we even ask what the granny wants? That's a good question. Yeah. And this brings me to another story, which I'm a little concerned about What where the consent may be in this. Mm. But... Um, so there's a Japanese cafe. There's a bunch of Japanese cafes that basically em- employ robots and try to replace labor. And of course, in in those cafes, a, l- a lot of times workers just end up doing more menial jobs, tending to the robots. But in this cafe, the robots are are not exactly automated. They're controlled by paralyzed people with mm. their eyes. Oh. So I have a video. <laughs> We're going to Tokyo. I still want to go. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. I've been. It's low on the list for me, honestly. And what makes it really special is that the whole cafe is manned by robots. But the robots are actually avatars that are controlled by people who are not actually physically here at this cafe. So this is definitely a look into the future. Let's go see what it's all about. Really, I do find it disturbing. And so you're introduced to the paralyzed person. This is her opening. They definitely chose the employee that's like the least disgruntled to do this interview (laughs) with the news channel. She's like, I love getting to see the world, meaning the kitchen and that table. Like, this is only a heartwarming story if we start with the belief that um, everyone needs to have a job. I mean, I think it's something fundamentally, like, upside down because, you know, when people are incapable of doing something, we should be helping them. But they're like, as soon as we get the technology (laughs) for them to do something, like, get in there. You guys can still move your eyes. Have we got a job for you? And they pay the. They pay them $8 an hour. So they're just like a regular exploited service worker. I guess so. I mean, I want to know, do they have a choice? Are they like given a choice? Like you could play League of Legends with your eyes or you could serve, you know, rice bowls to these people. Yeah, they technically have a choice, but if they're economically coerced into a job like this, then what kind of choice is that really? They, they can either be homeless and hungry, or they can do a job like this. Yeah, let's go to that cafe and be like, all right, blink twice <clears throat> yeah. if you've agreed to do the this. The robot shuts down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have you considered unionizing? Why is this one not cute? Is this one the boss? <laughs> she always dreamed of making coffee. I just don't think that I don't buy it. I think I think they want to go to a party, maybe as a robot. Maybe making coffee for herself or for her sister, yeah. but but for strangers, oh, that looks so good. Okay, now you're being seduced by this cafe. You can sell all the spices. What the fuck does that have to do with this story? It's food. I I, I should hope it's good. Oh, so now it's just this whole thing is an ad for the cafe. Well, she's like a travel, you know, YouTube travel journalist. So she's just like, look oh, at all the cool I places. I thought this was I'm a going. news segment. No, no, no. This is just like. Oh, I was like, why is she being so biased in her I coverage? mean, maybe she is getting free dinner. She's getting free dinner. She better, she better have tipped those people. <laughs> no, she's definitely advertising. She's being paid to advertise the cafe through her channel. Yeah. She goes to some other robot cafes. She's getting brand deals right now. 
。ありがとうございます。はい、また来ます。And don't forget to like, comment, share. If you can't use your finger to click the mouse, <laughs> get a robot to do it for you. You know, after a long day of moving their eyes up and down and side to side <laughs> to help these robots、uh, so、these deliver these meals, they can unwind with like playing some. GTA and Twitch streaming, and then I mean, I get, I get that, like, obviously, like, having something to do is good. Like, yeah, if you have, if you're stuck at home as a paralyzed person with no family or friends and whatever, like, you live a kind of a sad life, all your interactions are fake and online. So, okay, now you have a job, so you're interacting with people, and like, you have something to do. That's fine. I want to make sure that these people are choosing to do that job because they really just decided to have a job and not because they have no other employment opportunities because they're paralyzed. And so then they're like, Yeah. All right. I'm either starving or I'm doing this job. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. If you can control a robot and talk to somebody at a restaurant, then there's a lot of things that they could be doing. When are we going to have like paralyzed people、video. controlling sex robots? Yeah. So I'm having sex with my paralyzed friend, but he's actually not even. That would definitely open up the、state. dating pool, you know? A yeah. Little bit I, yeah.、Too. I think that's the issue. There aren't enough <laughs> people to date. So, yeah, I guess overall, the, the Japan robot elder care story、mm-hmm. really shows that this idea that we have of Japan in the US is pretty flawed. Or not that we have, but there is this idea of like Japan being this like really advanced, like better,、um, yeah. at least Tokyo, like this like hyper metropolitan, hyper capitalist. Like、mm, utopia, they're doing it right. Yeah, like I feel like U.S. politicians、yeah. like to hold. They、Japan. got rid of waiters. They yeah, know what、exactly. they're doing. <laughs> um, but the same issues that we have here are there on on a way more. They're way more obvious because it's a smaller society, and then、mm. I think the divide between the rich and the poor is even more obvious. Um, obviously ours is huge, but <laughs> it's even more. What's the word? Pronounced. People see pictures of cute robots picking up grandmas and they're、yeah. like, invest. This is、yeah. where. <laughs> Hit the invest button. It's like Japan it's like, like, doesn't. It's like my robot wife can do more than just have sex with me. You know? Amazing.、Um, in Japan, some employees are now fining their workers for staying home if they are sick. Um, this is not what I was looking for, but that's also interesting. But I mean,、mm-hmm. like, what else is new? We do that here.、Um, a fine is interesting. Getting fired is one thing, but a fine. Oh, this is an article、yeah. from 2017. They're like, we can't fire you. Our labor <laughs> sources are very drained at the moment.、Yeah. So we're going to fine you. I saw, <laughs> I originally saw a tweet about paralyzed people controlling robots in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And the discourse, like in the comment section under that article, was like a bunch, basically a bunch of right wingers being like, see, look, this is how Japan does it better than us. Like, you know, they, they have everybody、productive. employed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, Japan knows how to do it right. Like,、um, we're really failing our <sighs> paralyzed elderly people in the US who don't have jobs, who just. Spend time with their families. Oh, here's, here's what's happened. So, this is in some pro capitalist group. Someone posted the story and some right winger commented Japan versus USA. Their paralyzed folks are working while, while our able bodied people are refusing to get off benefits and get a job. Like in classic, you know,、yeah. right wing US citizen fashion, they're making it about how, you know, workers in the US are lazy and this and yeah, that. Yeah, these people in wheelchairs have been <laughs> sitting on their asses for too, for long. too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They could、um, be sitting on their ass elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, these people are so lame and annoying because it's like you're literally doing the bidding for the ruling class without even knowing it. Like, why do you care that people are on disability? Like, it doesn't、yeah. affect you at all. You've just kind of been told that the reason that your life isn't good is because of, you know, the nanny state, because the、yeah. state is giving benefits to people who are disabled.、Um, you know, the welfare state and all that. But、um, yeah, basically, this right wing group was talking about how, like, look how they do it in Japan. See, even their paralyzed folks are working, and it was kind of Heralded as like, like success this is story. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, why, like, question why you feel the need to only look at people、um, as human beings if they're being quote unquote productive. Let's interrogate、um, that motherfucker. The cafe's hiring paralyzed people to control robots so that they can still make an income. Well, that's like a really sad story. Like, <laughs>、yeah. why aren't they taken care of by their government? 
Yeah. Like, why do they need to make an income to stay alive? Exactly. It's not great. And it's like, no, it's like what I said earlier. It's like the most vulnerable people in society you want to take care of. But they've somehow with this new tech, groundbreaking technology where you can control robots by moving your eyes, the immediate way it's put to use is like, oh, let's. Let's let them serve us. Right. <laughs> like, get you off know, your ass. This, you know, this was a problem. And of course, then there's like, okay, who's making the robots? Where are those materials coming from? Like, yeah. how are the workers of the, those companies being compensated? Like, it's it's never it's definitely as a lot as it of looks. those cube peppers. Yeah, with those big eyes, they're filling up oh, landfills. So <laughs> um, I have especially my since animal. they're the most disposable and cheapest. Oh, Probably yeah, a lot of pepper landfills. Aw, sorry, it's way sadder. Maybe this is what will make people care about like landfill pollution <laughs> yeah the it's landfill like every, pollution is every so piece cute. of trash is humanized <laughs> yeah it's like you see it you see a sprite bottle and it's like okay yeah whatever i don't nice. really you see a tire and it's like okay but then you see a little seal you're like oh oh no how did you get here oh no okay what else is going on um <clears throat> so you saw something in your timeline oh yeah something else this i saw is the real hard-hitting journalism right now it's reporting on twitter yeah okay we're yes and no <laughs> so you don't need to log on no i'm kidding cargo cult we scrolled on twitter for 15 to 20 minutes this week so you don't have to <laughs> yeah but making it a little funnier like we scrolled um something else i saw on twitter today was like a really lame ashton kutcher tweeted he randomly said quote never undervalue the value of being underestimated what what ashton can celebrities shut up like can they shut up for five minutes? Like, what is he's doing motivational speaking now? Oh my god! Or who else did was I just who? See? When was he disrespected on set? <laughs> like, what are and you he was talking like, about? You know what? I learned today. <laughs> who the hell is he subtweeting right now? When I didn't get my salad. Remember at the when right he time? tweeted like, um, "Woke up this morning thinking about how grateful I am for the intelligence community." Do you remember this? I don't. It's remember so that. funny. If you guys are listening at home or wherever, if you just Google Ashton Kutcher CIA. He's tweet. like, I had a Chinese spy <laughs> follow <Yeah>. me. <laughs> he like woke up thinking the intelligence community. He posted a picture of himself drinking from like a CIA mug, and he was just like. And then today he tweeted, "Never undervalue the value of being underestimated." And I'm like, what is what is this even about? But then again, that is a core CIA value. Is like. I hope being it, he's just like really dumb and not doing psyops. He's, I mean, I, he's got to be so. Can like, it he's be too dude, dumb? Can to it do be psyops. both? I think it's <laughs> both. Only a dumb person will agree to be a you know. I mean, the psyop a, Twitter girl like Lou Han. She's yeah. she's not doing stuff like that. Well, she's thankful not, for yeah. my intelligence. Could be she's yeah. like be a man, pick up a gun. <laughs> she serves a different she, role though, but she knows how to get her message across. Right? Yeah, it's gross. Um, who else did I see do that recently? Like sometimes when like these like large figures like try to tweet, it just comes off so lame. Like I saw Lex Friedman. What did he say? Lex, Lex Friedman, Friedman again. Lex Friedman. He's like a podcaster who like shoots in like the darkest room known to man in like a really mm -hmm. ominous studio setting. It seems like he's, like, podcasting from a black hole, which is, like, you know, an artistic choice. I have nothing against that. Yeah, but sounds cool. I'm mentioning it because you might jog your memory and you might realize you've seen no. it before. He talks like this. And uh -huh. he... But he has a good following. He's People a, like oh, he's a that huge following. monotone shit. I think he's, like, the establishment. Should I be more monotone? <laughs> yeah. Am I not monotone enough We should enough do for the you? rest of the episode. Like this. this. I mean, you already have the speed down. <laughs> he's pretty slow Actually, so there know. is a future for slow speakers <laughs> thank god i haven't watched enough of him to know honestly but um he's huge i mean i don't have okay. that much to say to him but i think he was kind of like the establishment's response to joe rogan where like mm -hmm. joe rogan's whole brand is like he'll talk to anyone he'll have anyone yeah. on right and lex friedman kind of does the same thing like he had you know a Pfizer CEO, and then the next day he had Kanye on. Like he'll, uh -huh. he's like he's like a not recently, podcast. but like no, Con recently. Oh, recently he's yeah. like, let's talk about the next Holocaust. I think a lot of the the like inflammatory stuff that Kanye said recently was actually from. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little misinformed, but I think I saw like clips of him on Lex Friedman's show going okay. around like in the last couple months. 
Yeah, like, he talks to, like, industry leaders. Like, he talks to, like, CEOs and, like, this and that. Like, mm-hmm. and he, like, thinks he's so edgy and cool. Like, the only two people he's following on Twitter. Wait, take a wild guess. At he- so, Lex Friedman is following two people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they are? Uh, Zelensky and... <laughs> I got it right? Yes. And who's the other one? Vladimir Putin. No. Girl. Putin is not. Really? Dude. You just guessed that? (laughs) I'm floored right now. Yes. That's who he's following. Why is he doing that? To be like edgy. To be like. Like, I agree with both of them. But it's like so lame. Send Ukraine guns and. It's so funny though because it's like your timeline probably sucks. (laughs) What's on your timeline now? Like you have to go search for. Like it's just so lame. Anyway. um, Uh, Is Putin still on Twitter? I don't know. Yeah, I guess Putin probably should have better things to do than be on Twitter. And Zelensky, too. Yeah, two following. President of Russia, yeah. So it's not like Putin himself tweeting, but he's following... It's President of Russia. Official Kremlin news. Anyway, so the lame tweet I saw from Lex Friedman was, wait, ready for this? Let's create a new segment right now. Is this a quote from Lex Friedman or is it a quote from Barney and Friends? Okay. Quote, I hate that every awesome thing comes to an end. I wish it would last forever. Real Lex Friedman quote or quote from Barney and Friends? Lex Friedman. Yeah, obviously. I just created this segment five seconds ago. But (laughs) I know you were not researching Barney. I'm like, um, Barney's not coming up. But how late anyway? For sure, no. And then he goes from tweeting that to like interviewing the CEO of Pfizer. But anyway, another thing we should talk about is Apple's new mixed reality headset, which is set to launch. This year, spring of 2023. It's basically like a pair of goggles. Um, it's like, like Google Glass, but worse. Yeah, well, better, because Google Glass sucks. And it's also not glasses, it's more like goggles. Like, it looks Why more like... Why does Google Glass suck? Dude, Google... Yeah, Do you see anyone wearing a Google Glass? <laughs> no. It's a total failure. It's like a joke in the industry. But that's okay, because, like, you know, when you're Google, you can throw shit at the wall, and some projects will fail. And I'm sure the mm-hmm. Google Glass, you know, 4.0 is going to mm-hmm. be in everyone's home, in everyone's eyes, you know, in 20 years. But anyway, Apple is launching this new mixed reality headset. Um, like I said, it looks like a pair of goggles. It's lighter than the AirPods Max. So it's in that way, it's already better than Meta's VR headset mm-hmm. because it's really heavy. Meta's, you have to have like a battery pack in the back. I've never worn one, but I've heard that it sucks ass. Yeah, it's just so heavy that you're like, can't Yeah, well, yeah. It. And like, the, it's just like, it's it's annoying. And, and mm-hmm. um, you're like, how... Did you ever wonder what it's like to have a bowling ball on your head? Yeah, and this is a good way to like work out, like your not exercises. Um, But yeah, I've heard not so good things about um, Meta's Quest, Meta Meta Quest Pro or whatever it's called. But this new Apple headset, it's going to be super high res, 4K in each eye. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually saw a report saying like for a combined total of 8k resolution which is not that's untrue it's not how 8k works but it's fine but this headset is rumored to cost about three thousand dollars apple that's some expensive goggles super expensive more expensive than the other headsets on the market now but then again like apple's mo right like you do pay a premium for like the apple aura experience aesthetic what do you what do these fucking guys look like when they have this shit on their head they look like they they look like they have goggles on and then they also they have you could see your eyes and then you also have a third eye which is the apple logo (laughs) (laughs) you have your third Third eye open touch your third eye to turn it on (laughs) really yeah google it Um, no dude we gotta play a video so the ar vr headset will be able to serve as an external display for mac this is a quote from apple but when they mean ar vr they're like and you could turn it off (laughs) they're just like vr or you could ar we offer irl experiences it's just it's a mixed reality headset so you can put them on and you can see as you would in regular glasses or you can turn them off and you can see the way that your eyes want you to yeah um we're offering irl experiences just these little clear discs that you can put on your eyeballs so here's how it works the headset will be able to serve as an external display for mac so it's like almost like having another screen but it's in Mm -hmm. your eyes um on your eyes not in them true i'm being facetious for sure um on your eyes users will be able to see their my god there's fucking goggles in my eye full screen in your eye i'm sure that's coming i got it in my eye yeah so it's gonna be an external display for max so it's like having another screen but it's on your eyes mm-hmm. 
Users will be able to see their Macs display in virtual reality, but still control their computer with their trackpad or mouse and physical keyboard. Um, Apple says that apps like Safari, Photos, Mails, Messages, the App Store, Apple TV, and more will be available on the headset. So like mm-hmm. the Apple family of apps. And then, of course, it wants other developers to make apps for the headset, just like other developers can make apps for the iPhone. Yeah, but they're going to be mixed reality. Exactly. <laughs> Meaning you can turn them off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, mixed reality, I think, means a mix of augmented reality and virtual reality. So mm-hmm. AR, VR. And then IRL. Like you said. And then, yeah, IRL, turning it off. So, okay. So I mi- I misunderstood part of it. Mm. I just thought. You thought mixed reality <laughs> means you can turn it on and off. <laughs> That's funny. The, well, yeah. So Apple's also developing technologies that so will let what you. Do- we- sorry, sorry. What does augmented reality mean? Augmented reality is like, if I'm looking at this table, there might be like a floating mug on it. Mm-hmm. And the mug is digital, but the table is real. It's like coming into my world. Mm-hmm. Does that I make sense? It. I'm not yeah, describing yeah. it well. But it's like if we were looking here and like Mark Zuckerberg was, oh, sorry, <clears throat> Tim Cook was here. Like expl- mm-hmm. I said the wrong Guy. dude. Um, Tim Cook was here like uh, giving us a tutorial on how to bake cookies. But like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, see- but then I also can see my microphone and I can see this plant. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not fully in virtual reality. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's cool. Like, if yeah. you're on a really boring date, you could, like, invite somebody else. <laughs> you could YouTube augment the anything. date with a better guy. <laughs> Dude, this is going to be the success of so many relationships. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you have the headset on, you can actually just imagine a totally different date that you're on. Exactly. It's like, great. Oh, really my God. He's 6'5 now. So right now, the way the technology is set up is that you're controlling this external display, which is on your goggles. You're controlling the computer with your mouse, with your trackpad, with your keyboard. But Apple's also in the middle of developing tech that will let you, like, type midair with your hands. And you're going to be, like, doing mm. gestures in the air like a weirdo. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, the, swiping. Quick, that's guy, that guy's having a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's You're my... going to see someone walking down the street and they're like texting, but instead of texting like this, they're like texting like this. Oh, that's too silly. Yeah. That, that's too silly. <laughs> we'll see how, Wait, how you the need kinks to smack get ironed a person out. who's doing that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it'll probably be a few years before it, like this kind of technology replaces our phones, but that's the goal, right? Yeah. Not my goal, but that's Apple's goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the goal. You're like, I don't want to wear these goggles. No. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It depends me, on how it looks. And it does not look like that. Oh, doesn't it have like eyeballs on the outside? Those are, no, those are, what do you mean? No, it doesn't. Like it has a glass so you could still see your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like, it's like a goggles, right? It's mm-hmm. not like the glasses. Actually, Apple was working on glasses, but they kind of ind- indefinitely postponed the rollout of those glasses, mm-hmm. and they're focusing more on this mixed reality headset right now. Um, but they were working on augmented reality glasses. So this is like the first taste, right, of headsets like probably oh, okay. coming. Yeah, so they don't re- they don't have it out. Yeah, it's launching spring 2023. Okay, so we haven't seen a, he- a person's head with this thing on yet, yet and how stupid it looks. No. Okay. This is also like we're probably not going to see everyone walking around with it for a while. It's no, 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 no. I just want to know what it looks like now and yeah. what they're trying to sell us because right. it's probably hideous. Yeah. But first, they're just they're not showing it us what it is. They're just like, look, it's going to be goggles. They're showing you what it is. Well, they're showing you what it will be. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't like look up pictures of people walking around regular the mm-hmm. regular cities with them yet. Yeah, this is like the first taste, right, of headsets being introduced, being normalized, being brought into the mainstream. The vision of Apple is that everyone's going to have this and we're going to be wearing it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like Apple Watches. Like, remember when those first rolled out? It was kind of like weird, or at least to me, it was like a little weird. And it still is weird to me, but now I see people with them all the time. Yeah. The use cases then- for Apple Watch in the beginning were like, well, first they they like were a little overzealous and they were like, you know, this is the new thing. Everyone's going to have it. We're going to need it. And now it's basically just a way to track your steps, yeah. track your fitness stuff, and to get notifications. Yeah. And that's... And, yeah, and it, it works, works well that way. Yeah. People. Yeah. Exactly. So like the first use cases were really fitness and notification. It was kind of jank, not janky, but like it had kind of like a slow 
the apps weren't super good in the beginning. Mm. It was kind of had like slow processing times, but eventually like 10 million people, you know, had them on their wrist within the first year of its launch, right? So it'll probably be a similar story right now where it's like, okay, really, are we really going to wear headsets? But then slowly people are going to start to adopt them. They're going to be less weird. Mm. First, probably just some rich people will have them or like techies or people whatever. People are going to be walking outside wearing goggles. I think so. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I've got to see the way it looks. Because like... Google Glass didn't catch on partially no. because it looks so bad. It looks and, ridiculous. Yeah. But also the product wasn't that good. Apple yeah. typically does its research. You have a point, right? Like a watch is a much easier sell. People, when the Apple Watch came out, you know, watches, everyone knew what a watch was. Everyone, yeah, well, it's pretty not, small. Yeah, people were used to wearing watches. So there's going to be like more heavy lifting that Apple has to do to convince people that this is something we should be wearing all the time. A watch is way less obnoxious, off-putting, repugnant, and lame. But... I do think that if anyone can convince us to put these monstrosities on our heads, it is Apple. Yeah, Apple, yeah. Yeah, if Apple came out with a new butt plug, everybody would be like, yeah, we gotta try it. Everybody's gotta get it. You don't, you don't have the butt plug? You don't have the butt plug for it? Yeah, it monitors all my shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel like there's the reality, the VR, the headsets get like memed on right now, mainly because Facebook Meta ruined it for everyone. Like the Meta mm-hmm. Quest Pro, like I said, I've heard it's pretty bad. It's buggy. Um, it's heavy. And like you can kind of get nauseous if you wear it for too long. Yeah. Um, but Apple. But there are VR headsets that are good that are on the market. Sure. But like. like I think Meta did a great job yeah. um, like creating Making disinterest in that category yeah. because the product isn't so great. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really, this is a tech podcast, but I'm not, I've never worn a headset, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. We have but to I've get heard, a headset oh for God, the podcast. You're so right. We yeah. Really that will be our first Patreon goal. <laughs> yeah. Please give, one... give us money so that we can look like idiots. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there are privacy questions because um, virtual reality and augmented reality, like, you know, having it in your home means that, these companies are going to have like a very full picture of -hmm. your home because of all the sensors and cameras that the technology requires. Um, Headsets can also request audio and video of your home, um, information about your movements, depth data and images. And altogether, it really builds like a very accurate representation of your home. What? They look like ski goggles. As opposed to what? I thought like underwater swimming goggles. No, so this gives me a better picture. We could return to that, but I do want to hear about the privacy. Okay, maybe the people at home want to know that they look like ski goggles. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I think we should talk about the the style in a minute. See, this whole time I was imagining <laughs> swimming people walking around with swimming goggles. Oh. But, but yeah, ski goggles kind of makes it a little cooler. And they, now you're into it. <laughs> but. I mean, seeing eyeballs on the outside of ski goggles. Well, yeah, ski goggles are translucent. Yeah, some like you can usually still see the person you're talking to. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes they have that like chrome effect. I guess. Again, this is I. This is a skiing podcast, and I've never been skiing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to research. <laughs> we need to hit the slopes. <laughs> And so, oh, you you do have an external battery that will be in your pocket over a cable, so they mm. don't want they're they don't want the battery to be like resting on your head. So it really is like ski goggles. You you have like kind yeah. of latex or a fabric on the outside of your head. It's still gonna fuck up your hair. Mm. I feel like this is a thing for dudes. But why does it matter? Because if everyone has these goggles on, you yeah. don't your your IRL hair doesn't even need to look good. You just need to augment your hair into like a beautiful mane. Mm-hmm. You know, you can I got straight dye your hair. Yeah, or like they'll be looking at your avatar. They'll be looking at your digital avatar. Or like I can FaceTime you. You can be home, and I can be in my home. Okay. And we'll both have the headset on. And I'll FaceTime you, and it'll it'll be like you're standing in my living room. Yeah. But maybe you'll put like a beauty filter on and like a redhead wig on and yeah. on your avatar. I will um, definitely be doing that and not coming over to eat your food. <laughs> Did I already tell you what this is called? Guess what this project is called? Um, Apple Goggle. That you'd think, or eye goggle, right? Like iPhone, iPad. No, Apple is calling this Reality Pro. 
This is okay. the reality pro headset. They were like, they're <laughs> bringing you a better experience yeah. of the world. Let's make it clear Apple has figured it out. That's what has I'm figured saying. reality out. Exactly. We've all been using reality like novices walking around oh, here. Oh, you thought you were living in reality? <laughs> but you don't have these goggles? Uh, it just sucks now that like Apple virtually owns the word reality. It's so annoying. Like, yeah, they definitely have that trademarked. So at Apple trademarked Reality Pro, Apple trademarked Reality One, Reality Pro, and Reality Processor. Um, but it just irks some that like these companies like own these words like Oracle. Like mm-hmm. when I say Oracle, you don't think of an Oracle. You think of Oracle. Oh yeah, or Amazon. The yeah, that's blatant. the worst one. That's the worst, the worst one. Amazon. It's like. When I say Amazon, you think of Jeff Bezos. You don't think of like the beautiful, the rainforest. you know, like, you think of the short, bald guy. <laughs> Is he short? I've never like seen him standing. I feel like all his photos are. He's definitely got a short guy. He's definitely energy. bald. Yeah. yeah, no, he definitely has short guy energy for sure. You're right. He's probably, he does seem like a small man. Um, or meta. He's 5'7". He's... Oh, that's very short. <laughs> Um, she would not swipe right i would never date jeff bezos for a couple reasons um but i just think it's so dystopian like the phenomenon of these corporations owning these terms or even words like visa yeah like anyway alphabet alphabet who owns alphabet alphabet's google's parent company oh Okay, so Rude. I guess that one didn't affect you that much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Amazon but yeah you're like in my nursery school. Yeah. We had to these house- search. <laughs> <laughs> like these household terms. It's these terms that used to be owned by no one are now owned by these like horrible companies. Oracle, Amazon, Visa, Alphabet, Reality. Yeah, reality meta. is owned. The concept of something being like meta is now, it's now yeah. you think of Zuckerberg. You yeah. know, these household it's a, names. You like, try to philosophize, but you just like end up thinking about like, <laughs> oh no, did I sign out of oh, my no, account? Oh no, did I do fake news on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bristol Myers Squibb. <laughs> we can never say that Why term can't? anymore <laughs> without thinking of Bristol Myers like, Squibb. <laughs> yeah, wah wah. <Yeah. laughs> Taken. The other thing we should talk about when it comes to, like, virtual reality and augmented reality is that, like, when this new hardware is in your home, it's collecting a lot more information than your phone would, right? Mm. Because um, it's got your eyes. It's got your eyes. Like, it's got literally where your eye is looking. In fact, okay. Let's yeah. Say- see, if I were, like, the wife would program the husband's VR to, like, zap him when he looks at another girl's butt mm. or something. <laughs> I think that might be the first positive use case for, <laughs> yeah. for the eye tracking technology. <laughs> um, the way Apple is able to uh, get this off the ground and make it usable and roll it out is reportedly because, like, when you're when you're looking at something, it'll be really high def, and then the peripheries will be um, less defined. Just mm-hmm. like in real life, your peripheries are blurry, right? Yeah. So it's not like painting like a 4K crystal clear picture of your 360 view at all times which is yeah. how apple is able to do it with the battery pack that it has and another thing that's really important is like the latency like it has to be like really low latency like really a really perfect like seamless um picture or else you're gonna get dizzy and throw up like you yeah. will get nauseous and that's why a lot of people had that issue with meta's quest pro or whatever it's they called just a lot of people throwing, throwing up, up. Like, yeah <laughs> dr- what did i drink throwing and up in I there just put this, these goggles on and yeah yeah but anyway, like I was saying, um, the virtual reality and augmented reality, like the headsets, they can request audio and video of, you know, inside your home. Um, they get, like mm-hmm. you said, the eye tracking data. They get information about your movements, depth data, so they can build yeah. like a really accurate picture of your quote unquote like private place. Um, um, yeah. So if you're planning on doing any crime. Yeah. You don't want to do it wearing these. Don't bring the headset into your home. Exactly. Don't, don't do it. It's like a, I feel like the law was like previously grappling with this question of like um, invasive technology with like thermal imaging hmm. way back when. Um, but this is even more precise, right? And we don't really have any like case law talking about it yet, obviously. But there was a law against taking thermal energy information um there was a supreme court case 
um, called Kylo versus the United States. And the court held that a thermal scan, even from a public place outside the home to monitor the heat emanating from your home was a fourth amendment search and it did require a war ah yeah so we'll have so, to see what okay. courts do with like when they could film you right. they could record the sound but he what you're trying to find out people's metabolism too far mm. <laughs> you know? so that case established the principle that new technologies can quote explore details of the home that would previously have been unknowable without physical intrusion the surveillance is a search and presumptively unreasonable without a warrant. So mm -hmm. extrapolating from that, a VR and, or AR setup at home will also provide a wealth of information, like details of the home that were previously unknowable without the police coming through the door. Okay, so the Electronic Frontier Foundation says, quote, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, shout out to them, this podcast supports the EFF, both financially and emotionally. This is important, not just to stop people from seeing the dirty dishes in your sink, or the politically provocative books on your bookshelf, the mm -hmm. protection of your home from government intrusion is essential to preserve your right to be left alone and to have autonomy in your thoughts and expression without the fear of Big Brother breathing down your neck. The quote continues, while you can choose to share your home with friends, family, or the public, the ability to make that choice is a fundamental freedom essential to human rights. Thank you, EFF. Um, so yeah, this is something they said, uh, like, I'm guessing yeah, a few then. years ago about VR more like not not about this headset, but about um, virtual spaces more generally. Like mm -hmm. you want to not create this dystopian future where the government can literally like just see a full, realistic, exact, and precise vision of your house and search all your nooks and crannies um, because the technology has a precise picture. I'm not saying this really succinctly. Um, but yeah, like we should be concerned about where this just is it going should to constitute privacy. like a warrantless search if if the government were to you know go mm -hmm. to Apple and be like okay we need to know what you know Naomi's doing at home, right? Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Nothing no, does don't. is happening there. <laughs> you don't need to know what's going on. I'm sure it's very boring for most of them. Yeah. But it's not even about, like, whether or not you're doing something right, because, like, as a free society, privacy should be the default, right? You know, we know what this government does. Yeah, we have so little privacy left. Yeah. With the VR headset, we're just given the laugh. I mean, soon it'll smell. Like... Yeah, that's the one thing they can't surveil is if you're smoking weed, <laughs> but they yeah. can see it and they can also uh, see the smoke Hear me talking smoke about cloud. it all the time publicly. Right, and they <laughs> yeah. have the smoke cloud with the thermal imaging. They have yeah. your movements with your Wi-Fi router. They have your texts about, hey, I'm I'm 15 minutes away. What strains do you have today? Yeah. They have, you know. Yeah, they have, so they have a near complete videos picture. I posted publicly. The one <laughs> do they don't know is if it's dank. They can't yeah, smell it. Exactly. But they can Do they can put a near ninety nine percent accurate picture of whether or not the weed you're smoking is indeed dank. With They're thermal pretty imaging. Close. They're like, is that gelato? <laughs> <laughs> is that Bob Saget OG? <laughs> is that Barack Obama? Is that crouching tiger hidden alien? Is that cat bits? Is that Girl Scout cookies? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, purple monkey balls? Girl Scout cookies a regular name. True. So is Trainwreck, but it's one of the funnier ones. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Is that Death Star? Alaskan Thunderfuck, I guess, is the weirdest one I smoked. Where is I that like... Straw Nana? <laughs> yeah. Donkey Butter? Purple monkey balls? <laughs> I said that one. Oh, you did? I think the half of the dudes who talk about strains wouldn't be able to tell the difference if there wasn't a label slapped on there. That's my hot take. Yeah, and I say dudes I because it's always dudes. I no women are obsessing over strains. I do. Like, oh my I god, this is like African a higher, I like knowing the strain, and I feel like a lot of dispensaries are just like making up the names. They're like, sure, yeah, it's Girl Scout cookies, the Mo Samoas, yeah, yeah. sure. Exactly. I love Samoas. <laughs> I think it's funny. I mean, to me, it's like a binary. It's like it, it's either mid or it's good. But I feel like. I mean, I also haven't smoked weed in like 10 years, and I know weed's gotten a lot better and stronger, so. Gotta try it. <sighs> so, I'm excited to see these reality pros out there on people's heads. Look at us, already casually throwing around the term reality pro. 
Like a little apple bitch. Yeah. Uh, Even the word apple. Apple? I never really liked apples, so. Mm, Yeah, apples. Yeah. Yeah, definitely an inferior dessert ingredient. But have you ever had like an apple in another country? I've ha- I've had yeah there are like thirteen thousand species of edible so much apples. Better. I like so Fuji. There's... You don't like Fuji? Yeah. My problem with it is Love so that. if you're using it for porn, and you pinch to close a window, <laughs> how are you supposed to be pinching nipples at the or same if you pinch, time? You try to pinch you're the like, nipple, oh. you accidentally close the window. <laughs> or you actually minimize the breasts and you're like, no, they're getting smaller. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. Well, that has been Cargo Call. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, let us know. DM us at Cargo Cult Pod on all platforms. If you didn't like this episode, please try to keep it to yourself because it will hurt our feelings and we are very sensitive. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Actually, for I feel like that wasn't that good of an outro. Okay. Let me ask ChatGPT to write a better one. <laughs> write and a podcast. Uh, yeah, right actually, brief. most of our conversations are written by ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, we're so not even here. If you don't like it, you could just like forward your complaints directly to Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI. Outro. Here, that rhymes. They talked about um, robots being controlled by paralyzed. You're seeing the people. best prompting out here um, in the industry, what my else friends. Did we talk about. Ready for this? Um, Make Naomi funny and outgoing. (laughs) Make Michelle somber and stressed. I don't know. Let's just see what happens. Well, that's a wrap, folks. We covered a lot of stuff. Robots, Ashton, and Apple's new crap. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that technology can bring both good and bad. But don't worry. Just relax. We've got it all covered. No need to fret. No need to fret, but the reality of this new technology is something we must never forget. (laughs) I hate the rhyming. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye.